Monster Truck. I, I, yeah. I knew Monster Truck was happening in Omaha because of your podcast. Yeah, right. And, and what a great story. Of the, I got the man to cry. I uh, got a Monster Truck world champion to cry on my I mean, God, That guy's got a great story to yeah. tell, right? see where it goes that's all we can do back with scott henderson we're gonna try something a little different he is a managing principal of a startup accelerator the prominent one here in the region and have done millions in business and development and everything imaginable we invest a lot of money in companies yes. and they do a lot of great stuff so we've seen a lot i've yeah. seen a lot of crazy out there so when i saw you pitch <laughs> yes homopod i'm like that's my kind of crazy yes let's we, do this we connected on the insanity level right Right away and everyone said oh you guys are both nuts and uh, I said yeah <laughs> but it's a world that I've always found fascinating and oh you were part of it too right you were you brought uber to yes, Omaha, right? and that was my when the when Silicon Prairie was an under different management at the time and that was a different experience because I didn't have to do a lot of marketing it was so infamous that it was almost like I don't know. It was, what like, it was like Olive Garden coming to town. We <laughs> yeah. all wanted those breadsticks. Yeah. We all wanted those the salad, right. right? And the funny thing was occasionally I'd do events and people would come up and be like, your company is just getting so much attention. You must be so happy. I'm like, if only it were my company. But uh, <laughs> yes, I was Uber's first only employee, did marketing operations. Mm -hmm. And so was adjacent to the tech scene here because, as I said, I would have liked to have been more involved, but it was so busy handling just the operational oh, side yeah. that was you were just holding on to the tiger yep and so we were doing a million rides across the state like within the first year wow. and it was just me where in chicago there were like 40 employees obviously it's a oh, massive yeah. thing I knew the, uh, the folks in atlanta when they launched atlanta yeah. was, they had a lot larger team than you and yeah crazy and so we you, were in stealth mode so it was not technically legal but so yeah that was crazy and I, I tell you this, as when we work with founders and startups, we always ask, what does this person bring to the table? What's their experience? What's their, their background? What unique insights do they have? And, and I think hearing your story, uh, it's fascinating to me that you've been in, in the uh, journalism world. You've been newsrooms. You've, you've been in late night television. You've been writing stuff, putting stuff, comedy together. You get, you, you're a stand-up comedian yourself. You yeah. Putting comedy yourself... implies laughter, Scott, but I'm, it's been talking. Well, it's I mean, allowed. Stand-up talking. Yes, yeah, stand-up well, talking. I mean, hey, look, you're going to get a lot. Of, I think stand-up comedy is a great analogy for startups because yeah. the greats will go into the small rooms around the big cities and try out their material, right? right. Until they figure out that one hour set they're going to do. And that, to me, is very analogous to a startup world because yeah. you don't have the big idea ready right. to go. You have to start with little things and you're testing this out. So I'm curious, what was the origin of Omopod? Why? I think it was create the thing that you would use yourself or that you're missing. And what so, was the problem that you were solving then? I think just the lack of the cultural human interest, what the Omaha World Herald had as the living section, a lot of mm -hmm. that type of content with using the form of the podcast, I felt like hadn't really been explored as much as it could have here, especially for city of our size. And I'd written for the World Herald in their living section was West Coast correspondent when I was in LA. And so I knew some people there and had pitched the idea. 
I guess when the Daily for the New York Times was really starting to pop, setting a tone and kind of growing as something that a lot of people listened to the Daily but maybe didn't even read the Times that day. And so I, the first go-round was to the World Herald. It's the Daily of the World. It's the table of contents for the mm -hmm. paper that day. And mm -hmm. one interviews with the reporter who uncovered the crime and papillion or whatever the scandal of the day. And then there's more room for sponsored content and things here that I feel hasn't been done as much where you integrate the partners and maybe do a step beyond a traditional 30-second spot. Mm -hmm. And so that made it a few rounds at the parent company of the World Herald, which is now Lee Enterprises, mm -hmm. is Iowa-based. And I guess one of my things from my pitch presentation that caught on in the early stages was that I remarked that none of our media in Omaha now has their CEO in Omaha now. Mm. Lee's in Iowa, mm -hmm. 6, 3, 7, 4, 42 isn't even doing news. Hearst Scripps is Channel 3. Gray Television out of Atlanta is Channel 6. So we're starting to see this regionalized coverage in both the newspaper and the TV news side. Yeah, you, you basically log, you know, watch the local news and you're finding out all the great stuff that happened in Sioux City yeah, or Milwaukee. Cat, the or... cat got stuck in a tree in Sioux Falls. I'm sorry for the cat, but I don't know that I needed two minutes of coverage. But they're doing that because they've just got this regional network where they're running Omaha stories on that stations and then vice versa, and it's killing time. And there's still great journalism here. Like I said, I'm not trying to compete with, I can't, you don't have the resources to compete on that hard journalism front. And mm -hmm. I love what Flatwater and the Examiner are doing. Those are grant-based institutions. Mm -hmm. and this is for-profit and has owned the morning. I felt like there was sitting wide open as far mm -hmm. as that, getting people into the routine, which thus far has worked well. And so, so you launched on Substack, yeah. And, and then you've been how long have you been publishing on that five days a week since late August? It's been approaching 70 almost, maybe at the end of this week, completed episodes. That's, and, a, that's a heck of a milestone, yeah. To, to keep that pace and did not miss uh, a day, including uh, Columbus Day slash Indigenous Peoples Day, where I published because I didn't remember that was a holiday that mm, I could have taken. I'd mm. like to, you could have gotten a free day off. But I know. You are committed to this project. That's right. So, and so that's the thing was I was just had that founder's moment of, okay, they're not going to do it. The idea is good. I know I can do it. And if someone else does it, I'm going to go nuts. And mm. if my sister in a year says, oh, you haven't heard so-and-so, and it's some terrible thing, I'm like, God, but he did it. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And so that was really like I thought my moment, the climate was right, and the soil was right, and the yep. seed was right. Let's and, strike. Yeah, let's go. And let's take a swing. So 70 episodes in. Yes. Impressive. Now, Thank I'm you. Cur curious. I mean, you launched with this idea of on Substack, which yep. I could sign up for a subscription le level if I indicated. What was your thinking on how you launched? How, why, why did you go with this approach? I had looked around to the other services. There was one called Beehive and then MailChimp mm -hmm. and then uh, a couple of the others 
And it was interesting in just that process because Beehive pitched a lot of these ancillary plugins and things and all the cool extraneous things you could do, which I was like, oh, I might, I could see wanting to do that. And oh, that's really cool. And got really into Beehive and then realized, luckily pre-launch was just like, everything they said is true, but the core functions Substack is clearly much better at. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was like one of those things where I felt like I explored the newer options, but it's still going with the establishment name. I went with Google domains Mm -hmm. on the domain Mm -hmm. stuff Mm -hmm. just Mm because it did have that reliable thing. So that was interesting, but Substack was just as easy, I felt, for the user there was almost nothing on Omaha. Again, for us to type in Omaha and to Substack, no one was writing. That one guy was taking Buffett's annual reports and just like copy pasting them into mm. like Buffett of the day. And there was one or two other things. And so I get a fair amount of traffic just from the Substack app and things. Yeah, and they have a, I mean, once you get on there, there's good distribution. Then yep. they do a lot of cross-pollinization and recommendations. And yep. All. And so, so I think looking into the future, I was like, I don't want to jump put all the eggs in with beehive and suddenly that gets acquired or doesn't work Mm -hmm. or whatever when again just after a lot of poking around and experimenting it was like this is clearly the right way no one's utilizing it here too so i didn't feel like oh now i'm the second big Mm -hmm. omaha thing on Mm -hmm. substack Mm -hmm. that was wide open so pulled the trigger on it so you saw some space you're filling it i'm curious though like so 70 episodes in, you've got, what kind of numbers are you seeing? What kind of growth are you seeing? So it's been steady growth, and I thought there'd be a big drop-off, mm-hmm. like a kick of publicity. I know the algorithms give you a push on the first one or two because they want to, which I definitely noticed too, but it never really had a big fall-off. And I'd say between three and 500 completed listens in the morning up from launch between five and six to like the start of the work day, mm-hmm. eight or nine, and then another couple hundred after work. And then the weekends, it, it's one of the most encouraging things I've noticed as this has progressed is like my weekend listenings, people do come back to it. And then mm-hmm. the, the back catalog kicks up. So I'm like, okay, someone caught wind of it during the week or whatever and they've made a point to go back and so that's nice and yeah but it hasn't fallen and i'm grateful for that i want to get it to for advertising purposes and the next level to a thousand completed mm-hmm. listens mm-hmm. per show mm-hmm. so some several of them pop over that perhaps scott henderson on mm-hmm. a rant with our big names <laughs> but not all of them and the whole bunch of things happen when it gets to that threshold of consistent thousand completed lessons per episode. Mm. I, I can say knowing content that you always have to feed the beast. Yeah. You, in, in, your strategy for your sustainability of this, I, if I remember your presentation right, you were going to have the ability for paid subscribers. Yeah. Second, you were going to do like sponsored content. Yeah. And then what was the what was the other aspect? live events? Live events. So it was right. my non-traditional pie chart mm. with a little guy slice was. And I talked about this with Margie Sturgeon, who mm-hmm. works right down the hall, and the Weberized folks about incorporating a live podcast recording element into more things in Omaha. Oh, God, yeah. And that's, I'm glad you brought that up because I've actually utilized that in, in my career. Yeah. And it was always, it's always easier to show up someone else's party 
throw down mics and all of a sudden you're capturing great content and people yeah. have already been curated. They've already on stage speaking and they're already, and maybe not everyone is able to go to the presentation, but they can get a lot more reach out of it. So I think you're onto this. something and there. And something like that our festivals should have. And oh, yeah. I've, I've thought yeah. about this and have been talking to a couple of the bigger ones too, but it's the Omaha Arts Festival should have me, I would hope, but or someone and for my world, that's nice because it could be me, but say they want five podcasts mm-hmm. and I can record an hour with the hottest young sculptor mm-hmm. or artist from Omaha or whomever they're featuring. And I can give them the full hour long recording and they can put that on their site and I can take it and cut it down to maybe a more broad 20 minutes for a couple from that hour, three episodes for me. And both sides get something out of it. It doesn't cost the event what an ad agency would charge for podcast production. Have, have, yeah, I was going to say, as, we, as we're going into the end of the calendar year and you've had enough months under the, your belt, you've gotten some great, just through your own organic efforts, to yeah. growing your audience. I think you've shown that you can put fun, entertaining episodes together. Thank you. I think a couple of things for you to think about as the startup founder is, okay, what's the value prop there? Because that solves a different problem, right? Yeah. If you're going to somebody who has a festival, what's the problem that they have that's different than, say, your subscriber base? Because as a subscriber, I'm tired of watching local news, air quote, local news and yeah. not knowing what's going on in the city. Right. Your, your daily update that, that I read every day, and I'm one of those persons that kind of goes and bursts. I'll listen to four or five episodes as sure. I sit down because I'm usually listening, driving between Omaha and Lincoln. And oh, I got to catch up with Omaha, Omaha. There's some good episodes in there. And I think the subscriber problem, I, I'm paying that out of my pocket for a different reason than, say, a, a, an organizer, event organizer. Yep. Because they might not want to have an ongoing podcast, but they wouldn't mind having a podcast for that year's right. show, right? Exactly. And, and I also know that there's probably some uh, value for them not to have it just in their own space, but actually distributed through yours. And they're yep. getting that third-party verification that Omapod covered us, right? So just like if you get covered by Silicon Prairie News or you get covered on the local right. news or in Omaha World Herald, it's this credibility that you're given because of someone else's editorial decision. I think that, yep. that would be interesting if you, if you think through that and how many of those commitments could you get ahead of time to show that. And then the sponsored content, other people just want to see that you're hitting that magical number of that many people. I, I would challenge you to say, okay, what are the two or three things that I want to test and then yeah. p- put yourself in a, in a position that you have to test that out between now and the end of the year. Could you get three event organizers to say, yes, we want to integrate you into our 2024 calendar and you've made it easy for us and here's yeah. the deliverables and here's a flat fee. And then I think you should show victory to your subscribers because they're the ones that have been helping fuel your success to this point. Yeah, no, that's a great thought. I appreciate that. And it, it reminds me, it calls to mind a little bit of Uber's early challenges was an educational piece to it, too, which is this is where it's going. Mm-hmm. We know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel a little bit of that here, too. It's a new paradigm. And you know what it is for these event organizers, Tony, to think about it this way. You could actually solve their problem of giving their sponsors more meaningful value of their sponsorships. Yeah, I would pitch it as a sponsorship integration. So offer this as one of each of these festivals probably already have the beer tent or the the kids tent and yeah. there's a lot of things they've already productized why not be the podcast sponsor and they're going to be their booth you would have a booth in place at the festival and people the live audience get to hear 
hear it and you get the nice noise of the, the stuff and you can smell the funnel cakes, all that kind of <laughs> yeah. stuff. But I, I know I've sold this before at events is be the media sponsor. Being the media yeah. sponsor, being the podcast sponsor, it allows for their name not just to be on site, which they get, but they also get this nice, beautiful long tail distribution of Omaha Arts Festival brought to you by Mutual Omaha, that right. kind of stuff. They thought, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Or it even gives a, a company that might not be able to do a major media sponsorship that is aligned with your communities. When I'm starting to figure that out, but yeah, setting the short-term goal, that's a great thought and something I've been thinking of too. It's well, almost you like- You already did, you've already done since August. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a heck of a, could you, the, the first experiment was, could you produce a daily right. podcast? Yeah. And the answer is yes, Yeah, you've shipped. You've shipped the right. content, right? So I know- It exists. It exists. <laughs> You're getting you're getting guests, and it's fun to see the the different variety yeah. of people you're finding, and uh, and I imagine that's going to be a lifeblood for you. Yeah. Good content because if you're about helping us who don't have the time and energy and or and don't want to sit there and waste my time with lo- quote local news anymore, yeah, you can bring people to me that are interesting. I love that because I want to be inspired. Then I look at it from a sponsor's perspective. I go, oh. I'd like to be associated with, I'd like to get my name associated into this audience that's trying to find the new and emerging. And yeah. so if you find companies and locally that want to be known for that, then have them be, have them be that sponsor and they get to have their name associated with something. And these event organizers, same thing. Now you are the one that's sourcing out who's doing interesting things in the cultural realm. Yeah. Know, from a business perspective, to arts, to, to, to whatnot. Here's interesting people. I, it's, hear the story of, of Alla Farms. It was awesome. That yeah. was uh, such Thank good you. content in there. Such good story and made me hungry for pie. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry right now. I'd like a <laughs> yeah. slice. Yeah. And you're doing it, right? And that's the number one thing. Could you do it? Yes, you did. Let's see. And we don't know the answer until you start asking people to take action. Yep. And you can't spell traction without action. <laughs> That's very true. No, those are great thoughts. And I see why you're good at this, Scott. Now I'm not going to sleep tonight. You should see it's, Nate Clark. Huh? Yeah. Be- baby, beanie Baby Flipper. That guy can just crank <laughs> it on these things. He's all about sales funnel. Yeah. You can't spell funnel without F-U-N. Exactly. I really appreciate that was in the hot seat. I'm yeah, scorched there back you go. here. But there you I go. really appreciate your thoughts, wisdom. and uh, I want to see you win, man. Yes, You're winning. I want to see you win right. big. I no, to, this is I good just, for us. This is good for the community. This is good for Omaha. Good for Nebraska. Great for everyone involved here who wants to make who want to be proud of their their city. Agreed, and uh, appreciate all you've done for all sorts of other businesses too. So Scott Henderson, managing principal and motion powered by generator, and uh, yeah, that was just a glimpse at what you do in the day job. I got that for free. That's so, right. I mean, That's uh, right. what and the listener did too. But interesting discussion. I just get seven point five percent of equity yeah. in the <laughs> right. company. I'm I'm just I didn't sign that release. <laughs> it's, right. it's my donation to you. Yes, much appreciated, well, sir. Thank you for what you're doing. Keep All going. right. Thanks, Scott.